Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning. It's Tuesday, November 5th, November 15th. Fluttering my words. Um, yeah. This is the second try at this one. Uh, I have been on YouTube with the other degenerates for about an hour, um, including UPS man who shout, gave a shout out to me on Instagram yesterday. I did not know that he was one of the degenerates that joins me on YouTube, but he is. Uh, so welcome all. If you haven't joined me on YouTube, essentially what we're talking about is TrendSpider, whether it's worth the 350 bucks a year or not. Um, if you don't think that it's worth the $350 or if you're uh, ambivalent about paying three, go month to month. The only reason I paid for a year is because I was sure after paying for it month to month for three months, four months back in 2021 um, or 2020 that I was sure that I was going to use it. I feel naked without it. Uh, Brandon, or as we call him lovingly, Brittany bitch on YouTube. Um, he, he agrees that it's, it's worth it. A couple other people have reached out to me that have signed up. Uh, the Black Friday sale is up. Let me see. Let me look at it real quick. It is up in three days. So you still got three more days if you want to sign up. But let's talk about CPI versus PPI. Uh, CPI was released last week. That's Consumer Price Index. PPI is Producer Price Index. It's the cost of goods going into the consumer goods. So PPI um, showed that, hey, costs are coming down for everybody. So, of course, the markets are up. Uh, status check on your portfolios. Are you beating the indexes or are you not beating the indexes? Personally, at the current time, I am up by 2.5%. And the indexes, the S&P is only up by one6 The uh, NASDAQ is up 2.3%. And that's just because Apple is probably outperforming. Again, uh, Apple outperforms on a lot. Let's take a look at Apple because there was a news report yesterday that they are getting into uh, the metaverse. And if you know, metaverse, meta, has been flying of recent. Uh, if the candle does not come back down to 150, it opened up at 152.23. And so you're going to see a gap. It, it, the lows is 151.92. So if that gap doesn't fill between 150 and 151, you're going to have a small gap. You've got some gaps down here um, uh, on the way down. Now, the, the Bollinger Bands look like they're cinching up. It's on the top of the Bollinger Bands. You're going to use this 200-day as a resistance level until you can use it as a support level. Right now, it's been resistance. You can see right here, it was support, lost it. It used as, as resistance. It went up to 157 back on October 28th around the earnings, then kind of just crashed down, uh, got down here to the 135s or so, and you're on your way back up. The cross up on the algorithm is 145. So 145 probably, you know, like I always say, 140 is a good handle to get into this one. If you get into the in the 130s, I think it's tremendous. Um, there's a lot of talk 
about tech not quote unquote leading. And there was a, a good analysis yesterday about how in the 2000s, it took a decade for some of the leaders to even come back and they haven't come back. Um, specifically, what stuck out in my mind was Cisco. I got out of Cisco, I believe in 2000, 2001, somewhere in that neighborhood. <clears throat> Cisco wound up paying for my college. That's essentially, you know, back in 1993, 91, when I went to college, uh, I think that was my spending account in college. So, um, you know, I, I was making good on, on uh, tech bets way back then. So I did well on it. Um, let's talk about Berkshire Hathaway. Uh, they announced they dumped their bank corp and they took a huge stake in Taiwan Semiconductor. And so two things, Taiwan Semiconductor is flying today. Uh, let's go over to Active Trader Pro and let's look at, uh, uh, let me bring this up. There we go. I'm going to move this over here so I have a better look at it. But Taiwan Semiconductor, TSM is the symbol. They're up 12% today. And that's just on the Buffett move. That's the only thing. <clears throat> so if you have been in SOXL, uh, SOXL is part of Taiwan Semiconductor. So SOXL is absolutely flying today. Again, uh, if you've been in this one based on the algorithm, you got in at 727. You may have gotten out with that 20% move right here, but it got you in the next day at 927, same time. Uh, you've got a gap down here between 9.53 and 10.39. You are trading outside the Bollinger Bands on the top here. You're trading at $14.15. So from October 19th to today, one month, you've doubled your money in SOXL. Fantastic, absolutely legend trade if you got in on there. Um, the other one that he, that I noted, uh, he got into a bunch of other things, but GM, he sold out of, um, and it was interesting because on the news, it kind of went down. You can see it in the afternoon yesterday, probably leaked out a little bit. The only catalyst that GM has is their ex-dividend date on December 1st. Their MACD is high. The RSI is high. Um, the algorithm bought you in on October 13th at 3263. You're up at $40.80. You've made 20% on this one in one month. That's a great, great trade. Uh, I, I think GM is a trade. I don't think GM is a hold. Uh, if you want to get into the car space, Tesla. And let's talk about Tesla because they had a cross up. Uh, Tesla came out yesterday. I think it was JP Morgan or somebody. Most of Tesla, if you look on Finviz, look at the October Look at their price targets, 230, 325, 205, 355, 330, 325. Um, there's an $85 price target from Roth Capital, douche. Um, 30 to $300, 288. So it's significantly higher than it's trading right now. Right now it's trading at 197. You had a cross up yesterday at 195. Um, the, the last cross up that we had, it got you out with a 1% gain. I think this one starts to come up. Again, we're in a, a semi-flying uh, market. It's a, it's a good market. Um, I, I, I want to say that we are moving towards a year-end rally. Uh, there are a few things that could dislodge that rally, uh, meaning catalysts. Uh, if Putin starts to use nuclear weapons, if 
the Fed does a 75 basis point hike instead of a 50 point hike. Remember, the Fed has deep, you know, every run that we've had, the Fed has pushed back. Even though these these price hikes, the, the Fed interest rate hikes were priced in, they didn't get priced in because they, they crashed the market each day. So another one that um, uh, Warren Buffett got into is Paramount Global, P-A-R-A. Uh, and this one, let me just pull it up here real quick. It is up. It was up in pre-market as much as 17%. Um, it is up 5%. It's trading at 1955. I, I don't subscribe to Paramount Global. It's the one streaming service I haven't had a friend sign up for so I can use their, uh, their password. You've got all kinds of gaps above this. And all the gaps are below the 200-day. Uh, you're trading right now at 1945. The 200 day is at 22. Uh, they don't have a catalyst other than their ex dividend date on December 14th, but I don't think they have a big dividend. Um, this is a a company that yeah, well, I take it back, 5.19% dividend. So, you know, you could be looking at this one moving back up to the 200 day because a, it's got a 5% dividend that's going to pay out. Uh, B uh, Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway it now has it. Um, see, Farmer Jim on CNBC, huge, huge proponent of this one. Uh, now it's it does it does trade not at a super high multiple, but their forward PE is thirteen. It's a little bit concerning. You're forty eight percent below your fifty two week high, which is thirty nine. There is no uh, upward movement in this one. If you look at the chart on Finviz, it's completely down. Uh, even the algorithm has it completely down. The algorithm makes you 1.2% uh, on this one versus buying and holding loses you 42%. Your average win on this is 16.43%. Mind you, the buy-in in the algorithm was $16.65. You're up at 19.35 right now. The buy-in was November 11th, so it was last Friday. I didn't particularly look at this one. I didn't understand this one. But that one's moving. The other one that's moving is Netflix. And Netflix has been just a monster of a move. Um, you had a buy-in here at 287, uh, November 11th. Same one as Paramount Global. You're trading at 307 right now. Uh, this one got you an 11% gain, which you could have gotten a, easily a much higher gain. But 231 right before earnings was the buy-in. I kind of had mentioned that one. I said it was good. You had all the confirmation in the world. You lost it quickly. You're gaining it right back. You're trading above the Bollinger Bands in the algorithm. The algorithm on this one loses you 32% versus buying and holding loses you 36%. Your average win is 8%. Uh, you might only win 26% of the time. But this one, ironically, the 200-day has moved positive in the algorithm. Uh, if you look at the daily, I think it's still negative. Um, let's look. The 200-day is still negative. It's just moving a little bit more positive. You have a gap down here on the daily between 251 and 260. That's below the 200-day. So my assumption is that you start using, you can clearly see it's using the 200-day as its support level. Rather than resistance, it's using it as support. It bounced right off there. So the Bollinger Bands are cinching up. You can see when they cinch up, you know, you can go up or you can go down. But Netflix versus Paramount Global. Uh, if we look at the the PE, Netflix PE is 28. Their forward PE is 28. 
They don't have a dividend. So Paramount Global looks like a pretty good um, option. And, and with Warren Buffett putting money in there, he's saying, hey, from a fundamental perspective, it's good. So uh, I do like that one. Now, one that we'll get to listener requests now, Zoom. Thomas asked me about Zoom. And ZM is the symbol. Here's my thoughts on Zoom from a product perspective. This is a video conferencing company that turned into a verb. Everybody goes, hey, you want a Zoom meeting? Uh, It turned into a commodity, if you will. The problem is they didn't grow on that. They just said, hey, if you want to use it for more than an hour, you've got to pay us. Uh, Well, nobody paid them. And so they became a pandemic play. Then what happened is people started realizing, hey, I'm paying for a Microsoft Office suite. I'm paying for Word. I'm paying for Excel. I'm paying for PowerPoint. Oh, you know what they give too? They give Microsoft Teams. And Teams was expanded to be video conferencing, to be a Slack channel. Um, to be Now, it sucks. I've, I haven't used Teams since I left the, the workforce. Um, there is no reason for it. It is a a tool for work. It is not a tool for personal. Zoom is a a tool for personal or or business. And so, but you're getting Microsoft Teams for free. Why should I pay Zoom? You know, even CNBC that does all these interviews, they use Zoom, but it was very clear. They don't pay for Zoom. So they're, they're not somebody who's paying. Um, Zoom before earnings, their earnings are coming up November 21st. It's next week. The chart looks ugly. And, and the reason I say it looks ugly, you've got this gap here between 87 and 96. The problem with filling that gap is you'd have to break the 200-day. And you can see right now the 200-day, it's providing some resistance here. So I do think that that Zoom, I, I just, I, if you look at the long-term chart, let's look at a daily. Um, it's just a downward spiral. And that gap here is clear. And it was on the last earnings, by the way, that it gapped down 87 to 95. Um, I could be completely wrong about this one. Um, let's look at Zoom here uh, on, on the fundamentals. Yeah, their PE is 26. This, they're, they're still being valued as a growth company. So they still have some possibility of moving down. Now, if they give guidance, hey, We've got higher growth than you guys think. I mean, you can see the earnings, twenty nine, $1.3. It went up to $1.05, but it gapped down because their guidance was weak. I just think that the guidance is what's going to kill this stock. I, I can't, I tell you, you know, you're gambling on this one. Maybe buy some small options to play on it. So if it does pop up, uh, you can at least, you know, sell the options, uh, long-term options out. You know, you can gamble on it that way. I'm not an options trader, so probably not great guidance. Um, Maybe tune to another channel if you want to trade the options. But Thomas, I I just, I can't rightfully tell you just knowing what I know about the product, about the company. The company is more uh, a a company that should be acquired by somebody. Um, It should be acquired by somebody, not even Microsoft, because Microsoft has it. Um, Apple has FaceTime. They don't care about it. Uh, Google has their own service, so they're not going to buy it. Um, you know, some up and coming, you know, if Slack were still out there, 
Um, you know, they're part of, I think Slack is now part of uh, CRM. Maybe CRM wants it as their video, but they, you know, they don't even need it. They wouldn't, you wouldn't pay the price that you'd need to pay for Zoom versus just creating your own video service. So I, I just don't see it happening. I just don't. Um, Jackson from Instagram wrote me, the chaos on Eli Lilly and Lockheed Martin from last week with the fake Twitter accounts. Um, they haven't recovered. Let's look at Eli Lilly. Uh, Lilly, L-L-Y. Let's look at their, their stock chart. This is a Jim Cramer favorite. Uh, I've always believed in the inverse of Jim Cramer, but he's gotten this one a little bit right. Uh, you can see the cross up here at 311. You do have this, this gap here um, between 312 and 317 that has not been filled. The original gap was between 312 and 327, but after it gapped up, it just fell. It ju this is why you don't chase stocks. It just fell. And so right now you're seeing it fall. It's at 354. Uh, the MACD is crossing down. You just crossed the ex-dividend date. There's no catalyst here in the future. Uh, it, it has fallen. This, this was the day that, that on uh, November 11th, where there was a fake Twitter account that said that they were giving away insulin. And then uh, insulin, uh, you know, they came back and said it was a fake Twitter account. We're not giving it away. And then Bernie Sanders came out and said, why aren't you giving it away? And a bunch of regulators said, it should be free. Elon Musk defended the company and said, no, nah, it shouldn't be free. It costs money, blah, blah, blah. You people are crazy. So there was this war that came on. It's trading at 354 right now. Uh, it. This is a mainstay stock that if you want a healthcare company, you can actually just buy this one and hold it. The algorithm makes you 190% trading in this one. Buying and holding only makes you 154%. Your average win on this is 14%. You win 56% of the time. That's healthcare. This is drugs. This is biopharma with a successful biopharma pharma, uh, allotment of drugs. You'll win like that. The, right now, you're still in this one with a buy-in at 311. The gap down here at 312 to 317 worries me, but I would say I don't think that you fill that gap. I think you more go pull back to this 200-day around 325. There's a volume shelf right here at 334. So I think between 334 and 325, you can feel comfortable buying this one. Now, here's the problem. You go into LLY and their PE is 53. I mean, you just knew this. They're up 28% year to date. The NASDAQ, the, the SPY, S&P is down. Uh, what? Let's look at SPY. I have to update this daily because it, it fluctuates. It's down 16%. Um, the, the, the Q's, the NASDAQ down 28%. So Eli Lilly is up 28%. You know, look at that chart. It's moving upward. You're only 3% below your 52 week high. So I, I do think that you could come down if you wanted to buy this. I don't know that it's necessarily going to recover. I just think it was overbought. I think it got too high. And I think the Twitter catalyst brought it down. Now let's see Lockheed Martin. Uh, LMT is the symbol. And I think I've gone over this one before. Um, you have that button hook. It got you out right around the Twitter time. Um, the Twitter time took out, you know, the algorithm. It said, oh, it's, it's coming down. It's good. 
Your buy-in was at 432 on October 18th. You got out with a 7% gain. You could have gotten out within a 10% gain. Uh, once you saw this kind of button hook, I probably would have told you to get out. The uh, Bollinger Bands are up. The RSI is down at 40. The MACD is still crossing down. The only catalyst you have is this ex-dividend date on November 30th. Nothing super exciting. Uh, this kind of volume shelf right here. Let's make sure we're, I'm going to pull this back um, to here, April, to see the volume shelves. You kind of have this volume shelf between 464 and 460. You're trading right at 460. I think if you close the morning at, at 130, if you see it below 460, I think your next uh, support level is between 447 and 450. And I think that would be a decent place to buy this one. Um, it could go back to 400 though. Um, let's look at Lockheed Martin. LMT. Uh, their PE is 21. Again, they want this one at 17. The forward PE is at 17, but you're going to bring down. The good news is you have a 2.6% dividend. So I don't think it's horrible. Uh, but again, the, uh, the Lockheed Martin and Eli Lilly, that, those catalysts aren't crazy. They're just something that happened to bring in, uh, oversold stocks back down. So I don't know that they're necessarily going to quote unquote recover. I think they'll just come back, back down to reality. Um, and then you can feel more comfortable buying them back closer to the 200 day, uh, which is what everybody uses as support. Um, anonymous text. So uh, I won't say who sent this to me on Instagram, but here is the, the exact wording. I bartended at USC for professors. Uh, that they brought around from all over the world that teach social entrepreneurship. I have a problem saying that, but entrepreneurship. I was speaking to one guy in particular who used to trade derivatives for a living, particularly futures. He's now a professor teaching in Boulder, Colorado. Anyways, I've asked for his opinion on the CPI data and how long he thinks this rally will last. Uh, I said that I believe it'll be for a couple of weeks. He believes the CPI data will have a rally lasting a few months. Uh, I thought the information might be helpful. Uh, least you can do is just bring it up to your audience. I kind of agree with him. I don't think the CPI data is the only thing. I think that Fed meeting is the key. If the CPI data is down, the PPI data is down, like we saw this morning, uh, and then the Fed moves to a 50-point rate increase um, instead of the 75. If they do a 75 in December, I think you see it come down, but I think you see it come back afterwards, just like we saw in the past two. Um, I think that's a buying opportunity. If it doesn't, if they do a 50.8 rate increase, I think you see it continue higher. But I do think today's Walmart earnings, and we'll get to that, are an indication that we're moving in the right direction, which means the market should trade within a range uh, and have that quote unquote support level, uh, or we continue to go higher. One or the other, I just, I, next year, I just don't see it moving higher because I do think that earnings have to come down. I agree with most economists, but I do think that we're in for a couple of months into the beginning of the year. Uh, the beginning of the year, all, all bets are off. Um, Netflix, they got a Bank of America upgrade. We already went over Netflix. There's a big mover, SHLS, Shoals Technology. This is a solar company. Let me read to you what they do. Um, uh, because I do want to make sure that I get this right. So I'm in Finviz, uh, provides electrical balance of systems solutions for solar energy products in the U.S. It produces EBOS components, 
including cable assemblies. We don't care about the rest. They're in solar. Uh, and solar has been big. And they got an upgrade um, November 15th. Today, uh, price target is 30. They're trading at 27. And, and by the way, the algorithm right before earnings had a cross up at 22. I wouldn't have steered you in this. This is a company that um, year to date, they're down 7%. Um, their PE is 236, but their guidance was good and their earnings were good. So they're up there. Uh, again, the price targets are up. This one's huge. If you're playing options, my guess is you could probably pay, play puts, but you can clearly see it's hugging this 200 day. And today it's way above that 200 day. Um, you don't have any volume support up here. Uh, let's move it more. I'm going to move it more inwards right there. Um, the volume support is there. It's just not huge. But I do think you have a volume. Uh, it, this will pull back probably to the 23 level. Uh, so if you want to play some puts, you know, I know some of the listeners play options. If you're experienced in that, um, that's fine. Home Depot, Home Depot earnings, they uh, missed and their stock is getting a little beaten. Um, it's up slightly uh, to 309. Uh, I'll have to check it in uh, Active Trader Pro. Let's see what Active Trader Pro says. Home Depot. Um, they open, they are up almost 1% at 309. Um, they missed on earnings. Uh, their customer transactions were down. So the total number of customers that, that, that came into the store was down by 4.3%. But they were able to increase each um, uh, bill. So they were able to increase their earnings. Uh, and they did increase guidance, but not by a lot. And so the amount of customers coming in is what hurt them. Uh, because remember, Home Depot is more geared towards the professional instead of the consumer. Lowe's uh, is more geared towards the uh, professional. Uh, I'm sorry, the consumer. And Lowe's reports, I think it's after the bell today. Um, no, tomorrow before the bell is when Lowe's, Lowe's uh, goes. Lowe's is going to be up today. Um, let me see where they're uh, up to in Active Trader Pro. Active Trader Pro says Lowe's is up 1.29%. Uh, and they do in the uh, current candles. They do have some support. But it's at 207. I kind of called this one anything under 200. You could buy it. The algorithm has you at 188. Um, I, I think you see this one continue higher on earnings. The, the key point is. It's overbought right now. It's, it's, the RSI is at 67. That MACD is still crazy up there. Um, I don't know that you buy this one into earnings. If you own it, hold it. Uh, but I don't know that you buy it into earnings. Uh, speaking of earnings, NVIDIA has earnings coming up this week. And NVIDIA is way up. I started out my YouTube podcast by showing people NVIDIA. The algorithm had you buy in at 123. And I said, be careful because we've been burned like this before. Well, um, today you're trading at 169. This one went all the way up to 177, I think, in pre-market. Um, it's high right now on this candle is 169. And, and it's trading at its high. The earnings are coming up November 16th. And it's post-market. So it's tomorrow uh, after the bell rings. You've got a gap down here between 139 and 143. 
Um, that gap hasn't been filled. You've gone over the 200 day. So you're trading above the 200 day on, on the algorithm four hour chart. You have volume shelves here at about 139. I'm going to pull this one back because I do want to see when this one was trading in the 200 range. We'll pull it back to April. Uh, when it's trading in the 200 range, you still have some good volume shelves here. So you, your, your ultimate volume shelf is at 191. If they come out with some crazy good earnings and crazy good guidance, I think you could see this one go to 191. It's got all the confirmation in the world, but it is so oversold right now. If you don't own this one, I probably wouldn't buy it at these levels. Wait for uh, another pullback to come down. Um, that's what I would say because there's a, there's a gap and there's a volume shelf right here at 142. If you get some type of, Hey, we, we, you know, we still have inventory issues, blah, blah, blah. It could get a crazy, crazy bad read on earnings. Um, but my, uh, weekly start weekly stock picks on Twitter, he brought up that Nvidia, uh, earnings per share 92% of the time in the past 12 quarters, it's beaten. Uh, with an 11% surprise, uh, 67% win rate. So even with this strong move, maybe you could take a chance on it. You know, again, it's the past 12 quarters. Uh, Lowe's, 100% win. Cisco, 100% win. Home Depot, only 83%. The low was ironically Walmart. And you know what's a leader in the Dow today that's really driving the Dow? Walmart. They had a huge beat, um, crazy good quarter, inventories under control. They're seeing consumers uh, having less to spend on ancillary items, uh, but they're seeing really good buying on holiday sales. Specifically, they're seeing a large number of people with salaries over $100,000 uh, coming in and shopping at Walmart. That's a trend that hasn't been seen. Now, there's two things that you can see, you can, you can view on that. Uh, either people are really trying to save money or they're finding value in Walmart. Um, that's exactly uh, what they're looking for in, in, in a stock. And it is up 7% today. Yeah, 7.4%. I personally own this one. I bought and held it uh, for a long, long time. I think it was around 2012 or so. Uh, Walmart is one you just buy and hold. I have significantly more Target. Uh, and I bought Target, I think, in 2021 or 2020, somewhere in that neighborhood. I think my average price is around 111. This one, Target is up 3% today. Their earnings are coming up. Ba, 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 is it tomorrow? Tomorrow pre-market. So you'll get Target. Uh, here's what you have to know about Target. There is a gap here between 168 and 211. I said if we break that 200 day uh, realm, that you could look at this gap getting filled. You're starting to fill the first gap here between 178 and 180. If you close at that 180 level, I think you're moving up towards the 200 level uh, on the earnings tomorrow. Again, if they if they say that their inventories are moving well, I'm seeing Target commercials on every freaking program I watch about how they'll price match. So um, it's, been, it's been going really, really well for them. So I think Target is one you can take the Walmart earnings and extrapolate out. I think the other one, and this was brought up by somebody on the YouTube chat, Costco is one. 
Uh, we had a Costco buy at 505.24. I've said anything under 500, you buy Costco. Anything over 500, you can sell it. Their earnings are coming up on December 8th. Now, with Walmart saying that they're seeing $100,000 shoppers over there, does Costco, uh, remember, they make the, the large amount of their money off of memberships. But you do have this gap up here between 531 and 539. Looks like you're going to fill it. Uh, it's got significant strength. It looks like you're going to fill it. Um, let's look at from Tom. Tom brings up a pharma stock. IMGM, IMGN, I'm sorry, Immunogen, successful treatment of ovarian cancer, very good result in trial released after hours yesterday. It'll explode, he says. Um, Let's look at it. IMGN, uh, IMGN, do, 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 it is up. Nope, down 3.65%. It's got no support. Let's look at it in Active Trader Pro. Uh, it's got no support since it opened up. So it opened up at 622. It's down 3%, uh, 8% short covering. You've got 4 million shares traded on 10 day, 3 million on uh, 90 day. So you do have some volume supporting it. 52 week high was back in December of last year, $7.77. The 52 week low is $3.95, which was just set in June. So you're moving back. Um, I would probably look this one up. Uh, IMGN. Let's look at this one. Uh, Immunogen. I think I've heard this one before. They're not making money. Uh, performance year to date down 22%. Barclays uh, overweight and $8 price target and they're down at $5. Uh, FDA grants approval to first antibody drug conjugate from Immunogen. Tom's a doctor. So Tom knows about this stuff. Um, I trust him. The actual MACD cross up happened at $5.75. So you're trading at 561 right now. It's below that one. It's clearly using this 200 day, which is at $5.30 as support level. Um, it's broken through it a couple of times, but it immediately seems to come back up. Uh, this one you were using as resistance. They're not making money. It's a gamble. Tom's a doctor. He's done well, um, but don't know if I would necessarily gamble on that one. I I think I'd rather see you in a pretty safer stock. Um, And and by safer, I don't mean the next one, but it's Baba. Oh, I'm sorry. I was on the, I wasn't showing you that one. Um, But Baba. Baba is crazy. Uh, Baba is up 9% to $78. Their earnings are coming up. Uh, November 16th. So tomorrow, and it's overnight because it, it, you know they're a Chinese stock. If they release really good earnings, I think you're moving up to the 200-day at 88. The question is, is China opening back up? Is China still beating down uh, Jack Ma? Uh, make no mistake about it. I thought it was brilliant. Um, there was a, uh, whatever you think about Twitter, uh, but There was a great, uh, there was a congressman or, no, I'm sorry, he was an early backer in Tesla. Um, And he was on uh, CNBC yesterday and Andrew Sorkin was asking him, hey, what, you know, is Elon getting a little crazy with Twitter going after the regulators and stuff like that? And this guy brought up a good point. And and now mind you, I don't believe politically with a lot with Elon. 
Um, but I do believe that that he's he's incredibly intel- intelligent, uh, thinks about things, and he's thought through things. So when he fights regulators, this guy particularly, I, I thought this was a great look on it. He said, isn't it great that he can fight the regulators? Uh, because if he were doing business in China and China made mention of him, hey, what are you doing this? And he came back at China, his business will be shut down. It will be interesting because remember, Elon and Tesla, huge part of their Tesla business is in China. What if Chinese regulators come after Twitter, come after some of the things that Musk may quote unquote say or fact check on the Biden administration? That's the gamble you have in Tesla. And so, you know, you, you saw it with Jack Ma. Uh, Jack Ma who was the CEO and, and, and founder of uh, Alibaba, uh, he came out and was a little bit loudmouth. Then he went into hiding. And the Chinese government didn't like it. That's when you started to see Baba really fall. Now, are they coming back from that? It's a good company. I still believe in this company. It's just manipulated by the U.S. and China. So... I do think that if they come out with good earnings and if Baba says, hey, Singles Day went really well, um, I think you'll start to see it. Now, I wouldn't buy into this because um, the RSI is at 69 and there is a chance that we're going back down to the 60s. The algorithm had you buy in at $68. You're at $78 right now. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, I have a note. Shout out, man, to the to UPS man on Instagram. What What Brown can do for you? Let's go over some scans. Um, QS, QuantumScape. This is one that came up on the scans. And I want to bring it up just because, not because I think this is a hugely successful company or that you can make a ton of money off of this one, but it had an up at $7.62. Um, $7.62. Sorry, dog came up. Uh, she had a bit of a rough night last night. QuantumScape, this is a company, I think they do LiDAR. Let's look on Finviz. Um, I know they're involved with the um, electric vehicle manufacturers, development stage, focus of lithium metal. Oh, this is the one that's doing, um, QuantumScape is doing uh, solid-state batteries. So solid-state batteries will change the game, but it hasn't been proven that they will actually work. So it, this was one that I think was a SPAC um, and they came to fruition. But QuantumScape is one that I do believe will come. It's not a horrible, horrible investment. Now, the algorithm, you lose 75% versus buying and holding, you lose 69%. Your average win is 13%, but you only win 18% of the time. Now, here's what I see. I see all of these gaps up here. I see this messy, this 200 day at $9 could be where you're going, but there's no catalyst. You see a volume spike here. I don't know why that volume spike happened. No idea. And there's some recent news why ChargePoint, Blink, Charging, and Quantum Stake stocks are surging. This is from Motley Fool. Read up on that. Look at all of these uh, analyst price targets. They're all at $10, $20. Um, you know, don't go back to 2021 where everybody's saying, oh yeah, there's a $35 price. They're still not making money. These guys are losing 27 cents per per share. It's not one that I would uh, bet on from a long-term perspective. From a short-term, I think I would. Sorry, double dog duty. 
But Quantum Escape, I, I do believe in solid state batteries. I think they will change the game. Uh, I just don't want to pull an FTX and say, hey, you should go all in on this one. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's a pretty good trade at this level. Uh, just make sure your stop losses are down there. Uh, another one that we brought up before, CEG. This is Constellation Energy Corp. And this is one that was high flying. They just released their earnings. It got across up here at $93. The RSI is a little bit high. It's in no man's land at 53. But this is clearly going to use this, this 200 day kind of momentum to continue up. Uh, 93.24, it's a utility company. Um, we'll go into Finviz. We'll look at this one. Uh, they're making money. Don't let the PE kind of, you know, fool you on that one. Their forward PE is 20.8. Uh, initiate coverage on August 3rd, $98 price target. They're going to have to move this, uh, read those articles. It just got another one. The algorithm makes you 42% buying and holding. This one makes you 149%. Your average win is 17% on this. You win 36% of the time. Um, you've got gaps all the way down below here that are well below that 200 day. If you're coming down, I'd say that 200 day at $78 is probably a decent, decent support level. You can clearly see here. It's got that support level at 80. It's got that, that volume shelf here at 82. If you buy in, just make sure you're short. It, your, your stop loss is tight because you are only the, the 52 week high is 96, but it crossed up. We've talked about it before. I like it. Uh, one that was brought up uh, earlier that I brought up Tesla, it did have a cross up and it had a cross up at 195. You're trading at 198. I, again, I think it's up 4% today. So anything under 200, I think you're safe buying. Uh, I do think we're heading back down to that 138. But if you want to just buy and hold, you can look at that one. One that was brought up by Chris uh, on uh, YouTube while we were chatting is TSLL. It's a 1.5. Uh, percent bull of Tesla. And so this had a cross up as well, just like Tesla at 1309, you're trading at 1346 right now. So if you wanted to take a 1.5% look at, at, you know, and say, Hey, this is going to move up. It's so new. It does not have a 200 day, uh, the gap up here, 20, 20 to 21. I, I mean, I'd say, look at these gaps and you can, you know, look at them. This chart is just because it's so new. It's not going to make any sense. And this trades right along with Tesla. So if you think Tesla is going to go up and you're going to use it as a trade versus a buy and hold, eh, go up on this TSLL. Uh, I think it'll do uh, better for you. D-Man, uh, legendary status. He just hit legendary status. VVV, which is Valvoline, I believe. Um, uh, they announced their earnings. Crazy good. Cra just crazy good. Um, it hit his target of 35. And this is what I always tell you guys. D-Man does it right. He had a target. I told him to get the hell out of this one because the buy-in was at 25. He, he wound up getting in, I think this one, the 20s. It's at 35. Uh, the period today, it, it's high was 34.19. I bet in pre-market it hit the 35. You got gaps all the way down on this one. Legend status. Getting out on this one totally makes sense. Um, uh, 1.5 billion dollar buyback. He got out of that. He's gonna get out of XPO as well. Let's take a look at XPO. Uh, XPO right here. But legend status again. Twenty eight dollars and seventy three cents. I 
can't imagine why you wouldn't get out if you were, you know, close to 40. Uh, XPO, let's look at their uh, 52 week range. 48 is their 52 week high. So you still have, what, 17%? You're 60% above your 52 week low of 24. Earnings per, the, the PE is five. Um, their earnings date, they've already hit their earnings date. There's no real catalyst in the future. You got this gap between 34 and 36. At some point, it's coming back down there to fill that gap, I think. Um, the last time you were up in this range, let's pull it back to there um, so we can see some of the volume charts uh, levels. Yeah, you got no, you got no volume up here. So I, I don't think it's, it's, it's wrong to get out of that one. Yes, may take a look at Visa. Visa had their, uh, do, 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 do. <clears throat> yeah, they'll top out of 40. That's kind of my guess. Um, Visa, 203.50 was the buy-in. You're at 213. They have no catalyst in the future. Uh, it just had the buy-in. You make 3% with the algorithm. You lose 1% with just buy and hold. The average win is 3.93%. You win 42% of the time. Super unexciting to me. Do I think we're going to 220? I don't know. I mean, in a good market, maybe it gets back up there to 220 and you make your 10%. You're trading at 13 right now, so you'd have to go to 240. Um, let's look at the 52-week range on, um, you know, your PE is at 33. Super expensive, two thirty five. So you're you're nine point six percent off your your fifty two week high. I don't know. I think there's better better opportunities out there with beaten down stocks that will go up even more. Visa's one you buy and hold. I mean, Visa's who doesn't have a Visa card in their pocket? Yeah, I mean it's just a boring boring stock. Now down here at one eighty, should we have bought it? Absolutely, we should have bought it. Down here at one ninety, should we have bought it? Absolutely. I think you're up at, at this, you know, look at all those head and shoulders kind of patterns that you've got here. Huge head and shoulders patterns. Um, and you've got the, the bottoms there. Finviz doesn't even identify this stuff. But you've got all this stuff. You're in at the top of your trading range. I think 220 is probably, you know, the top, absolute top of your trading range. I, I think 180 is the bottom. And if we're in this, it, you know, for next two to three years, if we're, there, we're in this trading range, and their PE is still at 33, are you crazy to buy it? But uh, yeah, I, I think, I, I don't know that you're at the top. Yeah, he says he's in at 194. Huh, you're at the top of that Bollinger Band. Um, I think if you hit, um, my guess is if you hit between 215 and 220, I might think about getting out. There's no reason not to get out. It's high up there. It's going to get beaten down. You know, take your, it's, it's a boring, boring stock to you, man. Okay. That's it. Shutting down the podcast. I will talk to you guys. Sorry about the, all the dog stuff. Uh, if you want a reason to buy trend spider, tune into the YouTube live and just listen to like the first half hour or so I go over all of the, the, um, the reasons why, uh, Brittany bitch kind of says, yeah, he, he signed up for it. He loved it. Um, is it for swing traders? It, it's not, it's more for swing traders than his day traders just provides you more data. If you're trading, if you're investing, if you want more information, it's just a chart platform. If you're not going to use it, do not buy it. If you want to try it for a month, try it for a month. Just be able to be sure to use the link, uh, in the description because I do get compensated for that. 
And rather than give me a tip, just do that. It's better than a tip for me because then I know you're going to be using something that I use personally to trade. You're going to be more successful. You're going to give me tips in the future. But rather than a tip, just buy, you use the trend spider for a year. Uh, it'll cost you $300. That's a lot to a lot of people. Uh, it's a lot to me, but I can make it up in a trade. I think you can too if you listen to me. So have any questions, hit me up on the socials. Thanks, you guys. Enjoy your day because it will be a green day. It will be an absolute green day, I think. Unless something comes out, then I could be wrong. I could be Sam Bankman-Fried. Who knows? Take care, guys. See you. Bye.